Content warning for this episode includes possible inclusion of a stressful coming out, misgendering, and possible description of episodes of psychosis with religious themes. So hi everyone, my name is Gender Miaster, I use they them pronouns, and I will let my guest introduce herself. I'm Maddie, I'm a part of this virus, that's the name we're going with, which is a plural system, AFAB of more than five, more than five people. I use she, her, and it's possible, Juliet, who's a Deming girl, who uses Fay Fair, may join us, but maybe not. But other relevant people are Michelle, who's a cis man who uses he, him. And it's Michelle, like the French name, not Michelle, like the girl's name. Aura, who's non-binary and uses she or it. Helen, who is a cis woman, she or her. And then Mimi, who is a Demi boy, he, him. So, yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of people to cover. Oh, and I guess a sort of a small thing, it's pretty common for people in plural systems to refer to each other as headmates, but we don't do that. We don't like headmate as a term for us. We just say like people in the system, or member of the system, just mm -hmm. as a thing. Cool. Member of the system, not headmate. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here, Maddie and friends. Maddie et al. Yeah, it's such a delight to have you here on the show. So just as a heads up for folks listening to this, if you haven't heard any of our other content on plurality, we've already done four talk show episodes on it. So we're just going to, I'm going to invite Maddie to offer us, or maybe Maddie and all of the system members to give their collective definitions of what plurality is. But if you want to go on a deep dive on just what even is plurality, there's four other episodes you can go watch, including one that Juliet wrote that Maddie presented that was great. And it was more like a TED talk than a than an interview, which is not a criticism. It's just, it was cool. There was so much information that I was just like, please just tell us all the things. So if you want that sort of info dump in that direction, that content already exists. Just look at some of the previous episodes with the word plurality in the title. Maddie, can you share with us a bit about how would you define what plurality is? It's multiple people sharing the same body. The reason why headmate is a popular term is that a really good analogy is just like a bunch of roommates. And so it's if you knock on the door, one roommate will answer, you can talk to them. Other times it'll be multiple roommates, that sort of thing. So it's just the front door is the outside world and we're all living in here minding our own business until someone knocks and we have to go talk to them. Gotcha. Is that all the answers? Yeah, it's a simple concept. Yeah. It's just people, it's just hard to, you know, conceptualize it as happening as opposed to what it might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the next question I have for you is, what's been part of your transition journey so far? What are, what's your story with that? I know it's been a, a winding path, I think. Yeah, it has. So to focus more on like the physical transition stuff. So Aura came out to her parents as trans when it was like 16 um, years old to mix success. It was taken as like a sure, but we'll see kind of situation. Then when we were 18, Aura started testosterone because you know, it went to school and its parents weren't around anymore. So it started testosterone at school, but then we dropped out. And so we lost access to HRT that way, that doctor, and trying to fix that and go back on T was 
slow and inconsistent and it still persists to this day over the past you know decade or whatever we've been on and off tea about four times and have never been on it longer than like a year and a half not on it currently in 2014 or i had top surgery in 2019 we had a full hysterectomy, and we're on their way currently uh we're working on doing electrolysis actually had our first session today another one tomorrow and part of the reason why we're getting electrolysis is uh, to prepare for phalloplasty so that's on the radar and then for like socially transitioning or came out as trans mask and that's the line we've been going by ever since we changed our name in 2013 but that name has no relevance to any of us anymore so it's just it's just another dead name in a sense so we have a nickname that we go by which is more gender neutral at work i would consider us a stealth trans mask in theory but it's more like if whatever if i'm on a call with a customer and they use whatever pronouns for me great that's fine and lately out in public uh, we've been wearing more feminist stuff and we've been read as a woman more often than not. so that's the social transition stuff gender is a many splendored thing okay gosh i'm trying to triage all the questions in my mind at the same time <laughs> so many good things to talk about okay let me i'll ask a question that i like to ask my guests which is what are the things that you traced back to your youth that indicated you might be trans one day so some of that's hard because not all of us existed back when we were children so so it's, we're going with aura who's been here the longest or was just very like autistic tomboy so no makeup because not only was it like girly but also because I hurt our face mm. and dresses for similar reasons but I don't know I feel like I, there's nothing indicating the phenomenon that's happened since the initial I'm trans mask so that has no explanation <laughs> but the main part of it is also just and I think that it's true but it's like my parents were like you're just following the crowd you're hanging out with all these all these people and so obviously you pick up some of their identities like that's how that works but hey maybe they were right which is totally chill and cool and I don't know just naturally gravitating towards the gender people which is the cause and the effect in that situation mm -hmm. but yeah so I imagine Instead of asking, how's your gender evolved over time? I think the next six questions may get into that. So instead of asking a big, broad, vague question, I'll ask, how do you present your gender to the external world? So to most people, just in general, know us. We are a kind of feminine trans mask person. We have, we have the legal name that we have now, but then our gender neutral main name. We use he, him pronouns. Don't, it's really just don't want to bother going through the effort of trying to teach someone how to use other pronouns again and then mm -hmm. other reasons but then to our best friend IRL and our husband we can be our own genders so that's helpful like we each have different clothes and what we find comfortable so it's presenting gender the way anyone else might but like to randos on the street well whatever they want to read us as is fine we've been wearing a lot of dresses lately so usually that tends towards being read as a woman but uh, recently, I was at the, I went to the movies and there was the bathroom and the family restroom was taken. So mm -hmm. I was approaching the gendered bathrooms with trepidation, trying to figure mm -hmm. out which one I should go into. And the, like a person left the women's bathroom and I was like, okay, perfect. I'll just go into that one because that's when the door is open. But then the men's bathroom, also the door opened and they both held the door open for me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you guys go ahead. I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, today. 
I just was like, I don't know which gender is going to get me like weird looks. Like I had so bad really popcorn cool. to eat, so I didn't have time to fuss. I also love popcorn. <laughs> I had popcorn. I don't know what it is about that theater. It's bad popcorn. <laughs> Y'all go ahead. I'll figure it out. There was like no one at that theater. It was fun. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's so relatable. Okay. So are you out as plural and are you out as trans or perhaps more specifically in what spaces do you feel comfortable being out as plural and out as trans? The internet has to be undated with our plurality. It's just the easiest. There are bots out there like Pluralkit, which make discord so much easier. But even then, like we found ways to do it on Twitch with that cool capitalization system that we came up with, which is just that my Twitch name is both Julia and Maddie. And depending on which one is capitalized, that's who's present. So one day we're going to show up with no capitalization, though. You're not going to know what to do. But so them and then also to our best friend in real life and to our husband, who is also plural. So that helps. Mm -hmm. That's it in terms of the plurality person in general. It's just online and then those folks. In terms of trans, pretty much everyone in my family vicinity, anyone who's not work knows it's been you now it's been so long that they can't avoid it at this point i feel like if you were gonna like really try hard to like misgender us and all that you probably have given up after the first five or six years so at this point <laughs> what's the why go to all that and then at work we just don't fuss with being out as trans sometimes we'll put a they them in our you know, signature or whatever but it's super whatever and i, I for me i'm totally fine with keeping my like work life completely separate from my personal life so yeah i'm fine with that so it's constant navigation as a trans person and then you throw in the plurality aspect and it's like exponentially more complex because there's like code switching and all of that like personally as a gender and then also as genders and who is it and oh gosh Yes, all the things. All right, so what's one thing that singlets or non-systems can do to make more room for plural folks in their gender stuff and or vice versa? The easiest thing that can be done is to just plurality is and to believe people when they say they're plural. We're plural in a different way than a lot of other people are. We don't have a dissociative disorder, so we say you know, plural and multiple, that sort of thing. We don't dissociate like that, so believing that we exist and even if like you think that we're mistaken somehow in our identity and that we're formulating that concept incorrectly keep it to yourself in some respects like it doesn't matter for you're not going to change me by being like you're wrong because what am I going to do I think it's right so that's fine so just accepting people would be good but then talk about like with the code switching thing like there's a difference so it's if I introduce myself as Maddie and then later on Juliet introduces herself as Juliet, then that's two people with two different genders. Mm -hmm. And then if it was like, I'm Maddie, but then I later on say that my name is Juliet, then that would mean there are two Juliets and my gender has whatever switched to. So that's two people each. It's There's lots of things you can do. If like I was gender fluid and had multiple genders with different names and pronouns, that would still be one person it wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. be the same thing as having two separate system members of different genders so do you have any system members that are gender fluid just to make it even more 
fun and complicated? We used to, not so much anymore. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's confusing because there was some gender fluidity, but then the that gender fluidity did split in half, and now there are two different people. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you do any of your system members pretend they're other system members for the lols? Of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> if you had that option. Well, one of our system members is 13, and he can get away with a lot for being 13, but having uh -huh. the ability to walk through life as a late 20s person. And have a credit card. Or a debit yeah. card. <laughs> the cell phone is not a problem, but the amount of money that's been spent on, like, <laughs> no has he knows how to use PayPal, so. <laughs> you have yeah. to take the PayPal away from the 13-year-old. I... I know that it's inconvenient, and I'm genuinely <laughs> delighted. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, we'll check the grocery list, and someone wanted Doritos. And I don't know who else might. That could be it in the chat is saying, your Steve library suddenly has 40 more games. <laughs> He's not a video game person, thank God. Only certain avenues. There's a lot of those pet sites, like Flight Rising. You have very beautiful dragons spent with far too much money. Oh, gosh. Oh. All the in-game currency. You just got to write them and say, my 13-year-old got a hold of this. They don't have to know it's your inner 13-year-old, not your son. <laughs> oh, my face hurts from smiling so hard. I totally know it's inconvenient and I just, it's relatable. Okay, so do y'all as a system agree on the singlet Sona gender self? Does that bother anyone? At this point, the, the trans mask thing does not. It's way more limiting than it is shorthand like it just it's like it sucks in like some inconvenient ways where it's if i'm at work if i'm wearing a dress or something it's, i have to take a phone call i have to take off my dress and put on some boy shirt to be in the video call i have two of them i'm waiting for someone to notice that i only wear two shirts in video call but it's just yeah it's just frustrating it would be nice to just I mean, I'm out most of the time, and my pronouns are exclusively she, her. And anyone who has he, him pronouns is not around all that often. So, I close. But then, there is a reason for it. So, it's just that, like, we're interested in getting follow and stuff. And if they encounter us, and from their perspective, we look like we're detransitioning, then they're going to be like, no, this is, no, you're not worth paying that money for insurance-wise. So for now, keep it up from the promise I'm a real trans doctor sort of perspective, but everywhere else it sucks. So you, so you have to somehow present in this conforming trans mask way, even though the gender is even more, genders are even more complicated and d deep. It's hard enough to just be non-binary in in a medical industry that sees gender as binary. I can't even imagine being plural on top of all of that. I'm just going to take a deep yeah. breath about that. That's our yeah. response. Yeah. The dysphoria and the perceived gender thing are completely at odds with each other. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot easier to pretend on the identity thing, at least until it's done. Like the second that, sorry, we're <laughs> have to change pronouns all of a sudden now. I got what I needed, so... Mm -hmm. No, I'm just going to have to deal now. But until then, like, because yeah. even part of the fellow thing is actually I'm one of the more dysphoric people. So 
out. It's part of my compromise in particular is, yeah, you see him pronouns out in the world, but it's only because I want Battleplasty very badly. And so I need to get it however I can. Yeah. Maddie, in your ideal, like, future as a gender diverse person, do you have an image of what your, like, physical configuration would be and your pronouns would be? And do you feel comfortable sharing that with us? Yeah, I want fallow, so I will have a phallus, that's one thing. Don't have much of anything else. I don't have a, there's a full hysterectomy, and I had double mastectomy. So basically everything exactly as it is now, plus a phallus would be great. And she, her pronouns. Yes, and she, her pronouns. And I don't, I'm not currently on any sort of hormone replacement therapy. I have like negative hormones, because I've got nothing in me, I have no replacements. So. You're like in menopause. Yeah. Beyond menopause. Yes. <laughs> You've reached the treasured, the treasured post-hormone status <laughs> of the hormones have stopped hecking with my brain. <laughs> yeah. And it's not great for other reasons. Like I have to like watch like my bone health and stuff because of mm-hmm. reasons. But it's, it would be so much work to do tea. Like, eh, I don't want to have to inject myself. It's boring and difficult. And... <laughs> I don't want to have to take estrogen either because eh, that's boring and I don't want to. So I'll just chill with nothing. It's fine. Yeah. So if I, we were having a conversation the other day about how you're having, you're like working towards having hair removal in two different locations of your body for two different people's gender. Do you feel comfortable sharing about that a little bit more? Yeah, actually. So we have facial hair and again, half of it's just convenience. Shaving every day isn't fun. So I don't want to do it. So I'd rather just have lasers remove it or hot needles remove it. Totally good. And that's for everyone. One of us has a mustache, but that's okay. He can just not have one. Then I'm also getting my arms because I want phalloplasty. And so one of the techniques for it is to take some of the part of your arm, take that skin, roll it up, essentially. That's part of how you get a new phallus. Because it's rolled up skin, they don't want you to have hair in there because that could cause blockages and other really serious issues with a uh, lengthened urethra. So they're like, mm-hmm. you have to, and it takes to get every single hair in that area, it takes a year. So I don't have any dates. I haven't, no consultations or anything. If I'm going, if that's something that I'm very serious in pursuing, which I am, might as well start now. So that's basically it. But it looks like I'll probably be able to laser my face and they'll have to do electrolysis on my arms which will be exciting because of the difference in how much area that is but yeah it it my my spouse had to go through laser and electrolysis for her bottom surgery and it took like over a year because of the it's either three or six week growth cycle of hair I think it's six weeks it's a long process there is no instant bottom surgery it takes over a year to prepare for usually if any trans person is, I'm, I'm thinking about bottom surgery, I'm like, you need to start electrolysis and hair removal right now. <laughs> like, even if everything else isn't figured out, it takes a long time. <laughs> and yeah, it's also, if you're getting phalloplasty, general consultation might be good because there's three different parts of your body that they can take depending on, it's very extensive scarring. Yeah. Some people like don't want the visibility of it on their arm. Sometimes it can also cause musculoskeletal problems, just like you've lost a chunk of your flesh but they can also do it with your thigh and part of your back so depending on where you can't have hair in any of those places but for reasons that i know about myself it'll definitely be my arms so gotcha. i gotta do that 
Thank you for sharing so personally about that preparation experience. It's, yeah, it's really, I've thought about some of these pieces myself and I haven't come to any conclusions, but it's a whole journey for sure, this, these pieces. So I have one more question on the topic of interfacing with the external world. And then we have a question from the audience. If you could change your singlet Sona gender, what would you change it to? I guess we'd like, if we're like starting out as we are now, then it would be fun to like transition. It's like a feminine non-binary creature uses she, her pronouns, and maybe some legal pronouns just for fun. But that comes with the risk of being seen as detransitioning, which is something that like Aura used to identify with in the past, but now unfortunately it has a bit of a nasty flavor depending on who, what circles you might run into. So that particular term isn't ideal, and that idea that, oh, you were actually mistaken or wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. you're actually going back to what you know you should have. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm girl 2.0. I've moved so far beyond original girl, I'm back at it again, level two. But you guys are too cis to understand. And <laughs> you guys just haven't leveled up yet. We need more yeah. XP. So Customized girl mode. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Radical girl mode. Free. That's so much. Free. That's so great. Yeah. I, I love two cis to understand. <laughs> totally much twink. <laughs> and Rylan. Oh my gosh, everyone's saying two cis to understand. It's very funny. It's like a hashtag. It reminds me of my so my spouse and I are both trans and I'm not binary trans, I'm non-binary, but I'm, it's, I've been realizing over the last handful of months that as I continue my testosterone journey, I'm going to look more and more like a white man to people in the world. And they're going to start misgendering me as he, him instead of she, her. And so to other people, as my spouse and I continue along our transition path, we're going to look like a straight couple. It's so weird to me to imagine looking straight again, because it's like I spent a decade as a very obvious lesbian, and now I'm still some some lesbian pansexual flavor of something I don't really know even anymore. My sexuality shrug. That's <laughs> where I'm no, at. I'm in the exact same boat, right? My husband's like <laughs> doing stuff too, and no, oh, I, I have I haven't been on T, but he's been on T for a couple of years now, and. Yeah, we have a game to see if they think that we're gay or straight, depending on me at this point now. It used to be <laughs> anyone's guess how it was going to be interpreted, but yeah. it's weird being seen as straight. And that's why you have to, like, again, that's girl 2.0. You have to mm-hmm. go out of your way to let people know that they're wrong. You're not straight. Be careful. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. It's We're so gay, we're straight again. We just yes. all the way around. Exactly. <laughs> we went all the way back to where it's we started, but right also here, not... It, Absolutely, it's a spiral. Yeah. Because you're going up as well. Yeah, I love it. All right, we have a, a question from the chat. Mirami asks, are all the members of your system and your husband's system in relationship with each other? I imagine that can get quite complicated. Yes, in the sense that any two people in the world will have relationships with each other, like whether it's friends or acquaintances or colleagues or married or what have you. There are definitely like relationships like there's romantic relationships between some of us and some of him and there are friendships and there are acknowledgments like you're there I'm here hi but like our 13 year old isn't in a relationship with anyone he's just Mm -hmm. there sometimes he's babysat that's so no one it's not necessarily like a one-to-one like romantic relationship thing like I don't have a corresponding person in his Mm -hmm. system that sort of thing 
Uh, it's like yeah it's like your next door neighbor right some of you will be friends some of you won't just uh gotta knock and see we have follow-up questions in the twitch chat are there any rivalry or tensions and if this is too much to share on a stream you can say pass and that's fine like intra like inside or inter between like me and my partner system i think i think folks were asking about the latter but i imagine both are interesting answers i don't think there's any rivalries between systems internally there have been really bad rivalries um that have since quieted down extensively but there was some pretty intense animosity which yeah is gone now that's been a few years but for a while it was pretty bad now it's not and I'm, I'm glad that it seems to have simmered down for now me too <laughs> for those listening to the the show later and can't see your outfit would you take a moment to describe your really fabulous shirt to the rest of us it is a color blocked shirt the main part is pink one sleeve is green and blue and yellow the other one is orange and blue and yellow pocket is blue i got it from moku yubi so if you are interested they have really great expensive clothes <laughs> but very cool colors and patterns so Hollywood record. We do not have a sponsor for the show. That was not an ad. I just think your shirt is wonderful. <laughs> I, everyone thinks so. And it's because it's wonderful. And I got it from a friend because I was desperate to know where she got it. And then four or five people have also gotten shirts because of I, everyone should wear the shirt. So good. All right. So now we're going to pivot and talk a bit about questions about internal gender things. The first question I have is how have your individual genders gone? And have they changed over time? Certain people have just had the same gender from start to finish. Martin slash Michelle slash Mimi is like one. They're all the same person. It's confusing. But their gender is pretty specifically man, he, him type stuff. Me deviates slightly, but has always been consistent in that respect. Then Helen is unwaveringly, you know, a woman, no doubts, no whatever. Then some people <laughs> go through series of gender crises over and over in the most melodramatic way possible and <laughs> truly delightful series of events we had someone entered our system with a just a bang it was a weird introduction but when like he arrived he was like like a feminine man like straddling the idea of playing with gender but wasn't actually like going to go all the way and do anything about it necessarily but then that got to be too much and then he decided that by gender was a more accurate term and got that you know, femme woman thing and then man thing and for a while it was more fluid and then it was uh happening simultaneously girl and woman and man at the exact same time no flip-flopping at all just same time and that took a lot of effort <laughs> it, it was just a really long arduous process some of it also has to do with some when this person arrived they weren't they came from somewhere else like a piece of media and so they already arrived from like other writers and stuff from they had an identity beforehand and so a big part of changing it was like making that jump from separating from the source material into his own person but he used he she pronouns for a while but then really gravitated towards the she ones and then it's like by gender, but like mostly a woman. And then as more time went on, just more womanly type stuff, some residual like 
non-binariness, but then from, I don't know exactly how it happened, but then that gender split along other things became too great, and the two halves became Juliet and Maddie. Hmm. So that's us. So we're the product of several gender crises in a row. We have someone to thank for that, but that's just one example of how it can get uh, confusing and a little weird in that respect. Some people like change once or twice, what have you, but then there's me who exists because of a series of genders. Do you think there's a way to ever know if you're fully cooked or is it just constant curiosity? What's going to happen next? I really don't know. And like for, yeah, it's like Martin and Ellen have it so freaking easy. They're like, Mm -hmm. I'm done. That's it. I arrived and I'm done. Mm -hmm. But Juliet's had their own gender crises simultaneously elsewhere recently, but that's more mild and that's just more exploring the Mio pronoun side of things mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know do your internal cells ever have to come out to each other the the next question that I've written down is how do you handle the differences in internal gender identity but I'm, I'm curious about both and I don't know if those are the same answer there was an instance of coming out our predecessor had to actually come out to like Martin and part of that was so this is where we get into the weird plural stuff that doesn't make sense. You thought it was good. You thought it was confusing now, but just you wait. Martin, if we're a house, if we're an apartment, whatever, Martin's got this hole out the side of the house and he can just leave and go wherever he wants. He has his own life. He's got a wife and kids elsewhere. He goes back and forth. And so he came in and you know, that's when we got to let him know. And part of that was also a little bit complicated because like our predecessor and him that's where a lot of that animosity was at the beginning. So it wasn't ever like he was going to be bad about it or anything, but like the act of being quite vulnerable in front of, at the time, someone who hated him pretty bad, mm-hmm. that was a little bit tough. That cooled down, the gender stuff continued, and it's not. it was never an instance of wondering what this man in her head might think. It was mm-hmm. more like just trying to navigate the potential difficulties of just that whole process just mm-hmm. reintroducing two people to each other if that makes sense yeah that's the it's only like, time hey person there's been some changes since you were here last we need to talk about it <laughs> yep exactly are there any other ways that you've handled the differences in internal gender identity that you feel like sharing we use writing a lot to do things it's very easy to make like a self-insert character and then just throw them into whatever kind of gender situations you want. Animal Crossing is a great one for that. Mm -hmm. Just anything where you can make a character and wander around, that's that's good. I forget what else I was going to say on that, but... Okay. If it's important, it'll come back. Yeah. That's how I feel about when I forget things. (laughs) That hasn't quite been my experience, but... (laughs) Do you want me to ask the question again in like 10 minutes? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, I'll highlight it so I remember to circle back. So the next question I have for your, for you and y'all is, do any of you trigger each other's dysphoria? What do you do if you disagree about what to do? Yes. Again, it, the, the 50-year-old man really throws things off. He has a mustache. And so sometimes when he like is at the front, he like wants to stroke his mustache. And it mm-hmm. bothers the hell out of us because the rest of us not only do not have a mustache and it looks and feels silly, but also it's a, another we don't. We really don't want one. So it's just a habit of his that is hard to break. He's off elsewhere. His wife doesn't yell at him for stroking his mustache. It's not it's not high on his priority list necessarily. 
but then some of it was also like working out like what you can so how customizable something is after the fact so it's like mm -hmm. when we got top surgery at the time there were people who were not for it they were like i don't like this idea this is permanent this is forever and then the rest of others of us were like but it's not necessarily permanent and there are ways for you to you can still you can buy boobs <laughs> you can have mm -hmm. them essentially and mm -hmm. they, you could take them on and off so that would solve everyone's problems so we got to get the got to get the blank slate and then we can customize afterwards depending on what you want to do but yeah so I have a, a follow-up question what is the difference between um having breast forms as an option and having a packer as an option versus actually having fallow packing is hard and I don't want to like it's hard and then again a lot of it's just convenience yeah that's really all what it boils down how does Martin feel about upcoming fallow plans? He's fine. <laughs> He's not very attached to the body, if that makes sense. Like, for him, it's just, this is what I wear when I'm here. Yeah. So. It's like yeah. a guest house. It's like vacation home. This is his summer home, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the more that you talk about Martin, the more the chat and I collectively think Martin is a cat. <laughs> no, he's not a cat. He's a dog. <laughs> he's a dog. Oh, I think we've stumbled into some of the inner system rivalry. <laughs> There's no rivalry. He's just a dog. That's how it goes. <laughs> Michelle is a fox. Minnie's a puppy. Dog. Okay. Minnie's also a duck, so it's really <laughs> quite variable. I'll throw in a fun, silly question. What's today's gender? For me, today's gender is clown. I was looking up clothing inspirations and regular, like, rainbow stuff wasn't doing it for me even like yeah. i was looking at like harajuku fashion i'm like this is we're getting this is something but then no the clowns are really the ones who have the best fashion so it's just <laughs> it's a clown day today for all sure you, all you're missing is the little red nose exactly i'm already like pasty and white and everything so it's really <laughs> i didn't expect that comment that was funny <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> okay <laughs> Next question is, what does it mean to be cis or trans internally? So I was, I was trying to come up with an easy way of explaining it. And I think, oh, if you were to like, just stop for a moment and think about what you look like and just rotate that in your head, as it were, just your body as idealized or what have you, how you see yourself, then that's basically what it would be. Like, if you're cis there then you're cis regardless of whether this external body belong matches it's mm -hmm. all about the internal sense of self right. and again with martin it's he's literally elsewhere so like he's cis because in other places where he does have like his own body he's cis mm -hmm. so yeah. that helps but then for the rest of us it's, it's just i don't know we can make it up we can be wrong so how do you collectively work to support the various gendered people in the system? So for the most part, dysphoria is the thing that is more important than most of the gender stuff combined. So it's whatever, again, it's a lot of, if we're going for fellow, we have to present as some sort of trans mask-esque person. But internally, like, it's a lot of we respect each other's gender in a way that 
is just affirming in a way that being out to your friends would be. You get to, and it's also, I know sometimes with some people, like they want to try out pronouns, but like they don't necessarily have a lot of people in their life where they're going to be hearing themselves referred to in the third person. So they don't get to hear those pronouns necessarily, but we can because we have multiple people in our heads either talking about us or to us. And so it's a little bit easier to try on pronouns because there's literally people who are gossiping in your head about you. So they're going to use the right pronouns. It's very supportive. So you mentioned um, a few moments ago that, was it Martin's a dog? Another one is a fox. Another one is a puppy. And so some of you are also ultra human, which adds yet another layer of complexity to this whole conversation. And if folks listening, you have no idea what that is. We've also done episodes on that. Go watch those. I think there's at least two of them around, including an interview that Spire's system suggested, actually. So very fun. Go check them out. But how does your relationship with gender relate to your alter humanity in that whole portal of existence? The whole, like dog thing is less gender just more of what he is if that makes sense sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like he's a bit of a werewolf he's not he, i joke i joke constantly that he's just a regular human guy because that's all he is if he were to play D, he'd be a human ranger like the most <laughs> generic regular human man possible <laughs> but then juliet's actually been exploring like kin feelings in relationship with like gender stuff that's why they fair is a pronoun that's being tossed around and also picks like pixie has been tossed around. So that's fun, just as a good idea for where neo-pronouns can come from. But then Aura's got, so this is where like the description of the psychosis thing might come in, just as like a warning for folks. As a reminder of our content warning, descriptions of psychosis with religious themes. We had a particularly rough psychotic episode uh, back in 2014, 2015. It was around then. It was like, we actually had top surgery like right in the middle of it. So that was a little odd. But part of the sort of things that came up was a, like Aura was being consistently bombarded with the idea of being a God or being like related to a God in a way that was like just very present in its life. And a legendary Pokemon don't have gender. And so similarly, (laughs) when being called to by a God, that sort of thing, it the gender sort of got shook loose. Um, then some more stuff progressed away from the god stuff directly into demigod type stuff. I guess this is just like our brain sort of trying to wind down from being like, okay, you're not god, let's, let's go take you down slowly so that you don't crash all of a sudden. She went to a demigod sort of feeling, and that's when it really like a lot of things in its life for lots of other reasons clicked. And its kin type is the Minotaur, Asterius. That's, you know, that creature, that person, that myth. And so the Minotaur is generally depicted as male. Usually it's a bull walking around, essentially, the cool legs, with like a manly chest and cool head. So that's that's part of where Aura's intense dysphoria comes from. It's not just like a gender thing, but it's also like a literal, like, how it walks thing and how heavy its head feels and that sort of stuff. Part of, again, part of getting top surgery was to help alleviate that itchiness, if that makes sense. And then that sort of developed further into a more cozy minotaur gender, I guess. It was divorced from like ideas of like man or woman. It was more just like this creature, a creature with 
certain parts because of for reasons. And so we're gonna we're gonna be that essentially. Uh, so that's part of that's a big part of where the alter humanity stuff comes in with that one. Um, just a relationship from God to demigod to being like, wait, actually, hold up. That is actually me. I am actually a demigod. <laughs> We're going to stop here. And uh, that's going to unlock kin and gender feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mimi's also a puppy, but Mimi is primarily a duck, often Daffy Duck. And uh, ducks don't tend to have a very good concept of gender, which is where the demi boy stuff comes in. Like when he's feeling much like a duck, he's not really feeling like a boy. So there's that. So I would say the biggest stuff. The the Twitch chat is really enjoying the things you're saying right now. They're learning a lot, which is so fun. So as a as an invitation to the folks here watching and listening live, I have about six more questions personally to ask. So if you have anything you want to throw into the AMA pile of questions, you can post it in the Twitch chat or post it in the AMA channel in Discord and the mods can hand us those questions. So I'm giving you a reminder if you want to throw in your questions before the episode wraps up in about a handful of questions here. Maddie, my next question is, can you think of something that people might not think about when it comes to interacting with trans plural systems? So I think part of it is the pronouns thing that I mentioned, especially if someone doesn't uh, communicate in their head the same way that we do, because not everyone does. But if someone's trans and they're part of a plural system, then they just, they might have even less opportunities to hear the name and the pronouns that they use, refer to, because they might, people might refer to the person who fronts the most or the person whose name is legally attached to the thing. Mm-hmm. So if a member of a system uh, comes out to you as trans or in his hey I'm like thinking about trying these names and pronouns I would say probably like, go extra out of your way to use them because that might you might be literally the only person who's doing that for them next time I talk to Juliet I'll be sure to use fey fair pronouns yeah <laughs> that's so fun <laughs> I love that so much Okay, I'm going to circle back to the question that we skipped part of because we forgot things and we'll see if we get another answer. How do you handle the differences in internal gender identity? So I think what I was trying to say earlier is that we just give each other space to explore that. And it's very much like my gender does not affect Juliet's gender. Mm-hmm. Like at, at this point now that we're separate people anyway, it doesn't. And again, Martin's gender is his own thing. So it's helpful to be supportive in the same way that any roommates would be supportive. Internal differences are based entirely on what's comfortable for each other. It sucks to like be someone who feels antagonized in your own head by the other people who share your literal physical body. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, just as we've grown up, it's just been like, let's just be nice to each other. That'll probably work out. So having allyship within the system in addition to socially and externally. Yep. That's so awesome. I never thought about allyship within a system. Galaxy brain. <laughs> what are some fun gender moments of euphoria that you've had, that y'all have had? Trying to, there's something that would introduce a whole new concept of our plurality that I'm trying not to do <laughs> just because it's more complicated, but an instance where it was like someone had very specific gender feelings that were related to its name and 
to this day, none of us know why that person decided to name themselves Shunt, S-H-U-N-T. Don't know why, but that's something that is like on like signs outside of buildings. Like it's something, it actually has a meaning. And so there's been little like gender moments when we've seen like that sign on the building that refers to some thing called a shunt. And it's like, yeah, that's me. That's a weird thing to have happen, but whatever makes you happy. What about, has, Maddie, have you had any euphoric experiences you want to share? So Juliet and I have different wardrobes. This actually comes from Juliet's wardrobe, but so I guess that's part of it when it's, we're able to pick an outfit for the day and it's, this is my outfit. Like sometimes it's, you can have the socks or you can have the shirt, but I want the pants sometimes, but sometimes it's, no, I get the whole outfit and being able to like really luxuriate and wearing your clothes. It's a weird thing, but it's nice when you don't have to share. That's the gender euphoria, not having to share. I got to dress the whole body today. You're like you're a toddler and you get to pick out your outfit for the first time. That's what it feels like every time. <laughs> Does Juliet have any opinions about you borrowing Fair's shirt today? No, because again, the two shirts that we had in mind were this one or my shirt, which is it has a picture of a possum in like red and just says torment across the top. So <laughs> was that or same thing, another picture of a possum, only this time it's yellow and it says anguish. So, <laughs> did you design your possum shirts? No, they come from this one Etsy store. The guy's amazing. <laughs> he has a book about how to sell t-shirts online. He's that good. <laughs> I have a non sequitur clarifying question. Anytime we see possum emojis on the Discord server, is that Maddie? That's everyone. Possums it's are everyone. good. All right, all right. I didn't know possum. if possums were an everyone's favorite or just a Maddie favorite. It's actually a reference to like, a character that we write, so it's all of ours. So, yeah. That's so fun. I love the hissing possum and the celebratory possum with the tail up in the air. They're so fun. All right, let's see. What is a fun moment that you've had that's been very trans-plural? It's been very trans-plural. So this doesn't exactly happen often, but it is nice when it does. But it's, again, a matter of convenience. It's like, what bathroom do we want to use? Uh, the one that has the shorter line. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, so mm-hmm. we'll just use that one, and that'll be the decision we've made. But then there have been times where, like, we've used the bathroom with the shorter line. Like, we, we went in because it was just convenient, and we came out with the gender of the bathroom. So if I go into the men's room because it's short, sometimes Martin will be the one to come out because it's the men's room. What came first, the bathroom or the gender identity? Yeah, who knows? It's not him. <laughs> he never comes when he's called. Because he's a dog? <laughs> no, he's, he, again, he's just a regular human guy. He has no excuse. <laughs> and sometimes he's hanging out with his wife and kids, so he's got yeah. some excuse. You sometimes. know, busy yeah. being a married dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have another miscellaneous question for you. I think I've I have already asked this, but maybe asking it again gives you an opportunity to answer it in a different way. What are your plans for the future regarding gender transitioning, etc.? Yeah, we mentioned part of it is getting fellow, getting electrolysis. That's most on our radar. Uh, we actually also have to get our name legally changed again because it's still like the bad name, not the gender neutral name. So we have to do the gender neutral name. And we should have done that when we got married, but we haven't. It's been a year and a half, but <laughs> it will happen eventually, shortly. So that's what's next. Um, and then I don't know what Juliet exactly has on the table regarding that sort of exploration. We're just going to have to see. It's been very chill about the whole thing, really, just nudging around, exploring. So 
just watching that gender bake. It's not snakes as well. Everyone else is fairly well established. It's the new interesting thing. So I have another question that I just came up with. It feels miscellaneous. So in in my recollection, I think you identify as neurodivergent, but I'm not sure if that's how you identify. You're nodding. Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you ever find that you have moments where maybe you're having some executive dysfunction and does that in any way interact with gender or plurality? Executive dysfunction, sometimes it's more just like emotional things. If someone's, if me, it's me. If someone's very dysphoric at the front, I can, I'm pretty good at saying, no, you can't come in here. Like a teenager locking my room. You can't come to the front. I'm busy crying, that sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess the mood disorder thing probably affects more so directly than the, than the executive dysfunction, but mm -hmm. maybe. But it's also like, it's a variable. Martin also is not neurodivergent. So he's just like a regular human guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so sometimes when he comes up, he can do the executive dysfunction thing. Yeah. So again, yeah, he like, doesn't come with cold. That would be so convenient, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So if I want to cry and not do the dishes, it would be great if he could come in and do the dishes and then I could go. Yeah. But alas. Yeah, I I wonder, are there some members of the system that are more cooperative in terms of switching or sharing tasks, or do you feel like it's not really anyone's in control and it's more who has the strongest will in that moment, or how does how do you experience that, the handoff? It depends. I tend to get front stuck very easy. Mm -hmm. There have been times where I've been out for weeks at a time without leaving, but everyone else is pretty comes and goes, that sort of thing, depending on like what they want to do or who's, if they want to hang out and do this, if they want to, someone wants to hang out with like our best friend, then they'll be out, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. If someone wants to go on a date with a specific person in our partner system, then they're the one who has to come out for that because mm -hmm. that's their date. But some people are busy and don't come when they're called and other people are just, Aura doesn't leave again we use the house metaphor a lot or is doors or is the attic like the actual the attic itself so the attic mm -hmm. can't go to the front if that makes sense right. but if something's happening in the attic you'll know so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how that sort of thing works yeah mirror me in the chat says looking at martin there is busy and doesn't come when called <laughs> yeah I seem I have a vague recollection of Juliet went on a vacation at some point for a couple of weeks or a month and Maybe yeah. Maddie, you were stuck at front. And yeah. you're like, I don't know where Juliet is. Sometimes people leave. No one, that's Martin's magic door. So usually people aren't leaving through that one. Thank God. But for the most part, it's like someone can get lost in the attic. Someone who lives in the attic has built tunnels in our house. They might be in the tunnels. Again, there's room for it to be more confusing. Anyone should want, yeah. I don't know where Juliet went. And Pix doesn't seem inclined to tell me, so that's fine too. That is fair. I made a pronoun pun. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so silly. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay, second to last question that I have. Uh, this is the final reminder for the chat to get your questions in if you have any you want to ask. If you had to summarize y'all's genders as silly phrases or abstract concepts, what would be... Who would be what? Okay. So Juliet as like pixie gender is established. Fairies almost. 
but definitely more pixies. Fairies are too like legal, mature creatures. Pixies are so little things. I I tend to call myself a girl with a U instead of an I, or like a creature, girl creature, mm-hmm. just because it's fun. Orange gender is the Minotaur, and sometimes it is a bit of a bowling arena because you roll the ball and you're gonna hit something. You don't know what you're gonna hit, but there'll be a gender in there somewhere. Surely. Arn's a regular human guy. Sometimes he's a dog. He's a werewolf, maybe. Who knows? Mimi is duck dog. Daffy duck, Daffy duck dog. I think that's it of all the people I've mentioned. Michelle's a fox, just like better than Martin. <laughs> he's just Martin, slightly improved. So, just a different canine. So fun. I think that. All right, so let's see. I think I have one more question for you. This is the one I like to ask all of my guests. What would you like to make sure folks know about your perspective on gender and non-binary slash trans issues? I think that whether or not you like believe all the stuff that's like plural and stuff, I feel like we are just a good example of how you can be trans any way you want. There's lots of things you can do. Like you can start T and you can stop it and you can do that several times. You can not be on T and still get fallow. That's a thing. You don't have to be on hormones to get fallow. It's different for meta, but for fallow, you don't need to. Like, you can change your pronouns willy-nilly. You can, you know, decide you want top surgery just so you can get big breast forms. There's things you can do. And a lot of it, like some of it, obviously, some of it is permanent, but other things are quite variable, like in terms of like fat distribution. Like, I don't, if I were to, start tea again it would change but then if i took it off it'd go back to this so a lot of the stuff is it's a la carte your gender and i think that it's good to embrace that sometimes a la carte genders so good pick your own transition like a transition salad bar totally this has been such a delight to have you on the show, Maddie. and thanks to to you for being here thanks to everyone else for letting you be here. I hope the rest of the system, if any of those folks decide to watch this later, hello. Be kind to Maddie, please. <laughs> and uh, Marta, come when you're called once in a while, pretty please. <laughs> we're just, just going to make that plea on Maddie's behalf. <laughs> there we go. So of course, fun. he's not around, but I will tell him. <laughs> Maybe I'll make Mimi tell him. There you go. That's so fun. Friends, let's just talk a little right quick about some resources available to you before we raid out. Thank you so much for being here, Maddie et al., for sharing completely about your life. It's been a delight to learn more, and my face hurts from all the smiling and laughing. So it was also entertaining. Mischief complete. We did it. We did the thing. (laughs) So, friends listening, if you would like to connect with Maddie, you'll probably get a hissing possum emoji. However, instead of giving you a bunch of socials and things, we will just say you can interact with Maddie in public channels on the Masters Cloud or Discord server, which is my Discord server. So you can find that information in the link tree and the Twitch chat should be all over the place in the show notes, etc. Or type exclamation point Discord in the Twitch chat to get that anytime we're live. So I guess the one other thing I wanted to mention briefly before we raid over, and please do hang out for the raid. We're going to go make a new friend who 
is non-binary and plural, according to peer-to-peer.live. The one person who's non-binary and plural and live right now. Maddie is actually part of the Gender Federation, this new stream team that we're starting up together. I'm going to be one of the squad leaders, and Maddie and the Spire system are going to be one of the squad admins. So we're going to work together. Let me actually do the commands so that you all can get the link tree for Gender Federation. So Gender Federation is a multi-platform stream team of gender diverse content creators whose aim is to fundraise direct mutual aid for gender confirmation surgeries. We've had three all hands meetings on Sundays that last for three hours. (laughs) We've done a lot of meetings and we just finally got like our org chart figured out and we've identified some additional founders roles that we need to fill. So if you are, um, if you're interested in getting involved with Gender Federation, please do follow that link tree and go drop some follows on our socials. So when we make a call for further founders and when we finally open up applications for the stream team itself, you all can get involved. Would love to have you along for the fun. <laughs> so good. A surprise question for Maddie. Is there anything with the Gender Federation you're excited about that you want to tell everyone about? I'm excited to help raise money for people. I don't know. Like that's just, I- I've had two surgeries like they were both life-changing and being able to like it really is impossible to describe the difference of what it feels like before and after surgery Mm -hmm. and it always sounds like cheesy saying that like your life will never be the same kind of stuff but like it really does make such a fundamental difference in how you exist that Mm -hmm. it really is hard to you know quantify and being able to help anyone get closer to that will be awesome yeah. yeah totally thank you for being our guest today Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube.